good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time it is for you, thanks for taking the time to join me, Judge Graham, on the Scale with Speed podcast. If you're not implementing speed in your business today, your business will be left behind. Meetings. Meeting is today's topic of the podcast. Look, meetings are either growing your business or they're killing your business. If your organization doesn't know when to have a meeting, how to run an effective meeting, then you're probably losing thousands of dollars a day and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year due to the inability to have productive meetings. You know the old saying, time is money? It is so true when it comes to meetings. Look, meetings are not a time to bitch and vent. You know, I hate this. I think we probably all have this example. Somebody calls a meeting and they come in. There's no plan. There's no goal. There's no objective. And it becomes this bitch fest, right? You know, the company doesn't know what they're doing. I don't get paid enough. How are we going to complete this project? Bitch, 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 bitch. That is not a good use of time for a meeting, right? So meetings are not a time to bitch and vent. Two, meetings are not a time to make you feel like you're being productive, Look, just because you call a meeting with 10 or 15 people and you get everybody in the room and you just start talking about something, that isn't being productive, right? You are monopolizing all those 10 to 15 people's time that could be doing revenue generating activities. So it's not a time to make you feel like you're being productive. Don't just call a meeting so you feel you're productive. Three. Meetings are not a time to figure out a plan and an agenda to have another meeting. You know, it's crazy. Like, you know, I remember, you know, several times, you know, a week, people would call meetings just to figure out a plan and an agenda to have a meeting. That's crazy. You can't do that. You need to plan ahead. You need to figure out ahead. You need to have a solid agenda, right? So meetings are not a time for you to figure out the plan with other people and the agenda to have another meeting. All of your meetings need to be about one of the following. Okay, this is critical. All of your meetings need to either be about generating new revenue, growing existing revenue, or protecting existing revenue. If your meetings can't tie back to either getting, growing, or protecting revenue, then don't have a meeting. You know, here's some examples of, of, of what that is to bring that to life, right? Generating new revenue. This would be anything. It could be a new sales opportunity, right? You have that meeting to figure out what is it going to take? What do you need to do in order to win that new deal? It could be a new marketing campaign, a new sales, you know, driven lead campaign to get you new revenue. Those are all new revenue kind of meetings. The second kind of meeting, growing existing revenue, right? This is discussing, you know, potentially, you know, potentially the implementation plan of how you're going to, you know, are going to introduce or sell a new product or service to your existing customer base. You know, anytime you have the opportunity to grow your existing base, this is a great time to have a meeting, right? And then protecting existing revenue. This is anytime you have a current client that is potential flight risk, right? They're unhappy with your product or service and you need to have a meeting to figure out what you need to do in order to save that revenue. Look, I don't care what kind of business you are in. I promise you that you need to be focusing on getting, growing and protecting revenue. If you do those things and you use meetings 
to get, grow, and protect revenue, you're going to see massive change in your business. You're going to have the ability to start scaling with speed because you're using your time to get, grow, and protect revenue. So look, today I'm going to vent a little on some examples of, you know, unproductive meetings. We've all been in them. And then I'm also going to give you the seven things you need in order to run an effective meeting. So let's get started. You know, I want to jump off some, some alarming facts. Did you know that 37 billion, 37 billion is the overall cost of unnecessary meetings in the U.S.? That's crazy, right? 37 billion. <clears throat> you know, the other thing is 62 is the number of meetings most employees are attending each month. 31 is the number of hours employees are wasting in unproductive meetings each month. And then here's another stat to think about when you, you know, figure out the time duration or you call a meeting, you know, 10 to 8, you know, I'm sorry, 10 to 18 is the number of minutes the average person can spend paying attention to something, right? So the next time you think about calling that hour meeting, remember, you know, as human beings tend to, you know, call it 20 minutes is kind of our, you know, time span for us to pay attention to things. So let's just jump into an example I'm a, you know, I'm sure most everybody can relate to. So here, here's the example, right? You get a meeting invite for two hours on something you have never heard about. And in the subject line comes across in the email in all caps, mandatory, right? We've all had that email before. You look at the invitee list and there's 10 people attending this meeting. So you quickly scramble around, you email, you go talk to some other people, you try to figure out what the meeting's about, and you ultimately, you know, rearrange your schedule and reluctantly show up to the meeting, right? When you show up, there's 15 minutes of what I would just call noise and bullshit, right? So in that 15 minutes, you're on time, and it's already 15 minutes late into the meeting, you know, and into into the two-hour meeting, and you're, you're learning about what, you know, Jenny's son, you know, is sick and at home and, you know, Bob had steak for dinner last night and, you know, on and on and on, right? So all the, the just noise that you're, you're kind of catching up with people on because other people are late. And then 14 minutes later, the meeting starts because everybody joins, right? So now you're, you're, you know, 15 minutes late into this meeting and then there's no goal. Right. The person that's called it, there's no goal, there's no purpose, and there's just a bunch of people talking that are not organized and have no plan on what and why we're having the meeting. Right. An hour goes by and everyone finally realizes that the meeting was not prepared and that we should have had um, we should have another meeting soon to get prepared. You know, what the fuck? Like how many times has this happened? You know, this makes my head spin. And I know you can relate because these are the types of meetings that, that we have all the time at, at work. And they're toxic to your culture and to your financial success. You have to stop them immediately. So, you know, something I used to do um, when I was running one of my marketing companies we had this beautiful space. <clears throat> it was a old, um, a hundred year old building. It was the old Dallas FBI building. I don't know. It was like 34,000 square feet and it had, it had wood floors. And, you know, for a lot of you that listen to me, you guys know that I wear cowboy boots. And so what I would do consciously, you know, several times a week, I would walk the halls, 
right? And, and you would hear judge coming with those, those cowboy boots on the wood floor. And, you know, several times a week, I would walk these halls and I don't know, we had anywhere from, you know, 16 to 18 conference rooms. And I would pass, I would walk past all of them, every conference room, you know, on purpose. And at any time I saw a meeting going on with more than six people, I would pop in and state just like this. This must be a huge meeting that we're going to result in us making a lot of money. Right. And then I would laugh and I would catch people off guard. You know, I did this to start proving a point and mandating that did I not want, you know, I, I did not want or allow bullshit time sucking meetings that did not yield results, i.e. generating, growing or protecting revenue. Right. I tell this story to you because it's so important. Right. Take the time. Look around your current team. Look around your company. Look around your organization. Walk around. How often are meetings happening with four, five, six, 10, 15, 20 people for hours at a time? And what's the, what is, what is it yielding? Are you getting, growing, or protecting revenue? And if you're not, it's time to change it, right? Have some self-reflection. So if you really want to get motivated on getting your meetings effective, you know, here, here's the math. Say you have 30 people and on average they're in meetings three hours per day and they all average, you know, to 75,000 a year is their salary, which, you know, kind of equates to close to $36 per hour, right? Drum roll. That is $3,240 per day, 16,200 per week. 70,200 per month and 842,400 per year that is real money that is being wasted in meetings, right? Think about that. I think you could figure out a better way to spend 842,000, right? You can grow your business. Um, you could buy your dream house. You could buy cars. You could go on a great vacation. You could do so much more. Right. And that's that's what's being wasted just in that small example of not having and running effective meetings. So I hope I got your attention and you realize that if your company's you know meetings are not generating lots of revenue, then they're costing you lots of revenue. So anyhow, let's let's dive in and, and, and really uncover the seven things you need in order to run an effective meeting. One. You need to real, you know, you need to have the realization. Do you really need to have a meeting? Right. So many times we just, you know, go, Hey, um, I got to get something done. I'm just going to call a meeting. Right. So unless you can somehow tie it back to getting, growing or protecting revenue, then the answer is no. Right. If it's, a, you know, use email for a quick status update or if you need a question answered, you know, it's not a meeting. You know, time is sacred. Value your time. Really consciously step back and go, do I need to have in a meeting? And if I'm going to, how am I going to generate revenue? And what am I going to accomplish? Right. Take that literally that 10 second pause and figure out if you really need to have a meeting. So that's the, the, the first, first part of this. The second part, does the meeting have a goal? You would be shocked how many times people have meetings and there's no clear goal or objective of the meeting. Right. If your meeting does not have a clear goal, i.e. figuring out the steps needed to save, you know, a million dollar account or whatever the tangible goal is of that meeting, 
you know, don't accept, don't set or accept a meeting unless there's a clear and real goal. Start pushing back on people. Start pushing back on your peers. Even push back on your boss when you, when you get a meeting without a clear goal. This will make your company better. Start creating a culture of forcing people into thinking about why they're having a meeting and force them to have a clear goal, right? It, it helps align everybody and, and gets them focused on what we're, you know, what the meeting is going to be about and why they should be there. Three, you need to know how to design an effective agenda for a meeting. You know, this is out of everything here today, this is probably the most important, right? If you're going to call a meeting, this is the agenda format you need to follow. So if you have a pen, paper, grab it down, write this down. This will change your business. Here's, here's the key steps to that agenda. You need a goal, right? We just talked about that. You know, what's the goal and the success of the meeting? You need to be able to clearly write and articulate that out. Two, you know, you need to, you need to have preparation, right? You know, i.e., if you're emailing this to Sam, hey, Sam, you need to come prepared with X, right? Meetings are about coming prepared. So you need to ask people to be prepared and you need to ask them what you want to bring to the meeting, right? So that's preparation. Three, what decisions will be made in a meeting? Look, if you're going to have a meeting, you have people in there, make decisions, right? Take the time, make the decision, right? Making decisions is forward progress. You can't have a meeting if you just sit there and you can't make a decision, right? So that's the third step. What decisions are going to be made? The fourth step, why each attendee has been invited, right? Clearly say, hey, Sam, hey, Sue, hey, Bob, the reason I'm inviting you is because I need your perspective and your help on this and contribute this to the meeting, right? People need that clarity so they come prepared and they know that they're going to have purpose in this meeting and they're going to make the time because then they're going to provide value, right? The next step, how long is the meeting? You know, people need to understand what the time duration is and you need to stay within that time duration, right? So really you know, keep that meeting, you know, short if you can, but people need to understand, hey, this is really going to be 30 minutes or 20 minutes so they can plan effectively. And then the last step, and at the end of every meeting, everyone will be assigned additional work and held accountable, right? The reason somebody gets invited to a meeting is because you need decisions made in that meeting. You need them to bring things and then there's going to be follow-up and action items that you clearly need to hold people accountable for, and they need to clearly know what they own, right? Um, <clears throat> so step four, right, is, is all about you need to also set ground rules, right? Ground rules are key to running an effective meeting and change depending on, on the meeting type. But you need ground rules so you can accomplish what you want and do not get derailed. So, you know, here's some great examples of ground rules, right? And these, these change depending on the meeting type, but, you know, only one person can talk at a time, right? Set time limits on people and topics within the meeting. You know, parking lot, non-relevant issues that surface up in meetings. Make sure everyone is heard, right? If you're going to invite somebody to a meeting, make sure they have time to, 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 to bring the value while you invite them to the meeting. Make decisions in meetings. Make sure everyone is clear on what next steps are, who owns it, and when it is due, right? So these are just some general examples of ground rules, but you got to have ground rules in all your meetings. Five, 
keep meetings short, right? The stat earlier, you know, people have an intention span between 10 and 20 minutes, right? So try to make your meetings fast and effective. You know, I used to always do standing 10-minute meetings, right? What's great about standing 10-minute meetings is, you know, no one has a laptop, no one's on their phone, everybody's looking at each other, and they can't get comfortable because they're not sitting down. And I I keep everybody focused in that 10 minutes, and you get so much accomplished, right? So keep meetings short. The sixth step here, you know, dealing with people that derail meetings. And I know we've all been in this. How many times do you feel like you're in a good flow? Things are happening well in a meeting. You're getting things accomplished. And then all of a sudden, someone just takes it down, you know, a total wrong turn, right? As soon as someone starts getting off topic, yell out a random word like squirrel, squirrel. It will get everyone's attention. And it's a funny way to get across your point without having to tell someone to get off track. Right. After you say squirrel several times or whatever your word is, it will force people to stay on topic because they don't want to be called out. Right. So, you know, it is so key to have an effective meeting that if you're leading and running that meeting, you can't let people take over the meeting and derail it. You got to own the meeting. And then the, the last step here is make decisions and assign accountability. This is huge. Right. Meetings are not effective if you don't make decisions and assign accountability. Make decisions, make progress, and assign next steps with real deliverables and real dates. You know, there's a saying I have, nothing is real to me unless there's a date, right? When you assign a date, it makes it real. No one should ever be confused on what they owe and when they own it, right? If there's any ambiguity, then you can expect you're not going to get what you asked for, right? People need the clear direction. Hey, Sue, Bob, Steve, you know, you own this, Bob, you own that, and this is when I need it. They need clarity and need to know what they own and when it is due. So to recap, here are the seven things you need in order to run an effective meeting. One, figure out if you really need to have the meeting, right? Again, if it's not getting, growing, or protecting revenue, don't have it. Step two, does the meeting have a goal? Step three, create an effective agenda and send it out with ample amount of time so people can be prepared. Step four, set ground rules. Step five, keep your meetings short. Step six, don't let people derail your meetings, right? Remember the word squirrel. Yell it out loud. Come up with whatever your word is. Don't get derailed. Step seven, make decisions and assign accountability. Look, you need to implement today the policy of only having a meeting if it ties to either generating, growing, or protecting revenue. If not, don't have a meeting. I promise you this will change your business and get you closer to the success you deserve. As always, I'm your host, Judge Graham, and you've been listening to the Scale with Speed show um, thank you so much for listening. And if you love this show and the content, please write a review on iTunes, share with your network. You know, guys, I'm, you know, as I always talk about, I'm trying to create this, you know, this, this movement of positivity, productivity and profitability. And, and it won't happen unless you help me spread the word. Um, if, if you've already, if you've not already, please visit me at my website, judgegram.com. And remember, you can't scale with speed and grow a monster business without running effective meetings that deliver revenue. And as always, make it happen.